0: Desiree Berg and welcome to the 34th.
1: The International Criminal Court has ruled it has the authority to investigate alleged Israeli war crimes in the Palestinian territories. Israel and the United States criticized the decision. Israel's not a member of the ICC, but the Palestinians joined the court in 2015. Israel's argued the court has no jurisdiction over the occupied territories because Palestine is not an independent state. But the ICC judges rejected that argument. The ruling comes two years after the ICC's chief prosecutor found that, quote, war crimes have been or are being committed in the West Bank, including East Jerusalem and the Gaza Strip, unquote. On Saturday, Palestinian Foreign Minister Riyad al-Maliki welcomed the ICC's decision.
2: ISRAEL uh, HAS BEEN ALWAYS uh, BEEN TREATED ABOVE THE LAW. Uh, THERE IS NO ACCOUNTABILITY uh, WHEN IT COMES TO, to ISRAEL. NOW uh, uh, NO ONE, uh, INCLUDING THE UNITED STATES OF AMERICA, COULD REALLY PROVIDE PROTECTION TO ISRAEL. YOU KNOW THAT ALWAYS WHEN WE GO TO THE SECURITY COUNCIL, uh, THE UNITED STATES OF AMERICA IS THE ONE WHO REALLY SHIELDS uh, ISRAEL FROM ANY CRITICISM AND PREVENTS US FROM GETTING uh, WHATEVER uh, uh, SANCTIONS uh, needed uh, against Israel. Uh, today, the uh, United States of America cannot do anything you know, to protect Israel, and, as a result, Israel has to be treated as uh, uh, war criminals.
1: Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu blasted the International Criminal Court, accusing it of engaging in, quote, pure anti-Semitism. Meanwhile, the Biden administration said it had, quote, serious concerns with the ICC's ruling. The court's decision could also result in war crimes probes targeting Hamas and other Palestinian factions. Part of the ICC's probe is expected to look at Israel's 2014 assault on Gaza, in which 2,100 Palestinians died. Gaza resident Tawfiq Abu-Jamah lost 24 members of extended family in the assault. He spoke Saturday. When I heard about the
2: decision, I was very happy about it. But I doubt that the world countries and the world courts will be able to take the occupation to trial. We hope the decision is true and will actually take them to trial and bring justice for the children that were killed in the wars.
0: Tina Desiree Berg, and this afternoon we're speaking with Dr. James Zogby, who is the president of the Arab American Institute. Welcome, Dr. Zogby.
2: Thank you, Tina, for having me.
0: I wanted to talk with you today about um, Anthony Blinken's mm-hmm. recent statement about the ICC and uh, Israel-Palestine. He basically put out a statement that is saying that Israel is not a party to the ICC, therefore is not party to their jurisdiction that the Palestinian people do not qualify as a sovereign state, and a host of other things. And I think there's a lot of implications to this uh, statement that he put out for Arab-American relations going forward and also for the Israeli-Palestinian relations. What are your main takeaways from this?
2: Well, number one, the position that Blinken is taking is not unlike the position that every administration has taken over the last couple decades. Uh, We have never recognized the The uh, the international we don't we ourselves don't participate in the international criminal court and took great umbrage when the court uh, indicated that U.S. would also um, be uh, uh, be indicted for crimes committed in Afghanistan Um, and the response of the Trump administration with Congress supporting was uh, to sanction the people in the ICC uh, to. Uh, to punish them, uh, excuse me. We combined the um, the uh, you know the our anger at them for citing us and our anger at them for citing Israel. Right. Um, and uh, in in the sanctions that we uh, that we declared. Look, uh, the problem here is the Palestinians are a signatory. Um, the Israelis are not. That's true. Yeah. But a member state and the Palestinians qualify, and that has been determined by. Uh, by the court uh, qualified to bring a complaint. Um, It's interesting that Israel um, recognizes uh, the Palestinians as an autonomous entity when it comes to vaccines, right? We're not responsible, they're responsible. But in almost every other area, uh, the Palestinians are not uh, considered a a responsible party. which is uh, at best hypocritical, mm-hmm. at worst uh, something something else. Um, here, here's the problem. Um, it, it wasn't just the administration, uh, the Biden administration position on the ICC. It also was the Biden administration position on the boycott, divestment, sanctions movement. Right, right. <clears throat> uh, it was also, their position on accepting the the definition of anti semitism that includes uh, criticism of Israel. Uh, It is also um, the fact that they continue to mouth the same terms about, well, we we want a two-state solution when Israel is doing everything they possibly can uh, and has done everything they possibly could uh, to make that impossible, uh, announcing even in just the last few weeks more uh, annexation of territories through settlement construction, um, more house demolitions. There were more house demolitions. Uh, in the last year, than in any preceding year, um, and uh, and more restrictions on Palestinian movement. Mm-hmm. The point is, and it's been asked by several. I tweeted about it, but then other articles have appeared as well, saying if they can't boycott, they can't go to court, they can't bring their case to the the Human Rights Council. Um, then exactly what's left for them yeah. to do? I mean, how do they protest? And uh, obviously we the u s would not want them to engage in violent protest, but we've right. taken the diplomatic and we've taken the political uh, away from them and so we've leave them no recourse um, so basically, what they're being asked to do is accept the brutality of the occupation and smile and and kind of say yes, massa you know and just and and just be good about it. Uh, they're not willing to do that, and neither is m- much of the rest of the world community so it's again it's not something that the Biden administration invented right this has been a practice that goes back the Obama administration was no better on this the Trump administration certainly was no better Um, but it's really disappointing because um, there was a hope that the situation might change it's clearly not going to change Mm -hmm. Um, and so the struggle uh, for Palestinian justice continues
0: So, you know, you also sit, uh, you're a fellow, I should say, at the Sanders Institute. And I can't help but think, uh, Dr. Zogby, how different this might perhaps be playing out if Bernie Sanders was president.
2: Uh, I think, yes. Uh, Clearly, uh, Bernie had a position on accountability. Um, and, And that's what this all comes down to. It's the fight we had in the platform this year about, you know, the Biden administration wanted in the platform, the Biden campaign wanted in the platform language that said that they oppose settlements. That was new. Right. No democratic platform had included that. We tried to get that in 16 and lost. They were opposed to annexation. That's good. But then they said, but they're not going to touch USA to Israel and they don't support the boycott divestment sanctions effort, which, which means we, it's sort of like the parent who has a really bad child and keeps saying, Um, I don't want you to do that, and the kid does it. I don't want you to do it, and the kid does it. I don't want you to do it, and the kid Kid gets the message after a while that you really don't give a shit what they do. You you just say don't do it, but then they do it anyway, and there's no punishment. It's the spoiled child syndrome, and that's where we are right now, is that Israel knows that they can act with impunity, and so they act with impunity and continue to carry out the same bad actions knowing that the u.s is not only their cheerleader um, and will be holding their coat uh but will actually be participating in all of their criminal uh and illegal activities i mean if we continue to provide aid if we continue to provide diplomatic support and if we continue to say don't do it and they keep doing it and what they're doing are are grievous crimes against international law, right. then we become complicit in those crimes. And that's the situation. Remember the the the, the, the court in Hague ruled that Israel's wall that they were building uh, back right. over a decade ago was illegal and should stop. Many other nations agreed and supported that. The US also initially said don't build a wall. Um, and what happened? Nothing. Nothing. And so the wall is now many times longer and larger than the Berlin wall. Um, And it, it's not when when Israel made the point that they were doing it to protect themselves, that was absolute nonsense. And it was a lie because most of the wall is built within the Palestinian territories and cuts Palestinians off from their land. In some cases cuts villages in half, um, cuts a convent away from the school where the nuns teach cuts a monastery away from the vineyards that they used to grow uh, grapes and produce altar wine that was used throughout the the Catholic church because it came from the Holy Land. I mean, these are criminal acts of theft, of land theft, of violations of international law. And yet the US can't do anything more than say, we really don't think you should be doing it. It's not helpful to the peace process. Meanwhile, the facts are on the ground being built every day. And the Palestinians are told, Don't complain about it. Don't go to court. Don't go to the Human Rights Council. Don't boycott or or ask people to sanction Israel, Uh, because if you do, uh, you're the guilty party.
0: Yeah, it seems the the conversation is so askewed at this point. You know, I know one of the beefs that they have is that in the occupied territories, any of the factory jobs aren't governed by minimum wage laws, for example. I mean, there are very legitimate, tragic beefs that are going on. And nobody seems to know about them in the United States because they don't get discussed very yeah. much. I, yeah. So why is it then that the United States, you're right, isn't a party to the ICC, period. So they don't think that they should have any sort of jurisdiction as far as the Hague is concerned. But they seem to want to use the Hague if it suits them for other countries. Like, you know, there's a definitely a hypocrisy that's going on there. Yeah, and, I mean,
2: we've, we've supported uh, cases in the Hague against African dictators right. who've committed acts of atrocities um and while they say well israel's uh, not done anything comparable to that it, it's only because <clears throat> look what israel did in gaza in 2014 yeah. can only qualify as a massacre i agree um, it was two thousand plus people who were murdered from the air <clears throat> and in some cases by land by an overwhelming su- and, and superior force that amounted it wasn't a war it was a turkey shoot i mean it was like this was a captive people who were uh, who yes they 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 committed uh, atrocities in, in the form of these um, missiles that are, are unguided missiles that right. are so primitive in their technology that i mean hamas is to be condemned yeah for not just the evil but the stupidity of, of picking a fight, using a weapon like that, when you know that Israel has these incredible and uh, sophisticated weapons supplied by the United States that are just going to bomb the crap out of your people. And the Israelis did 1500 were civilians of those who died more than 500 of them were children. Yeah, it was the awful. infrastructure was destroyed, uh, poverty, which was already massive, uh, and, and healthcare issues just skyrocketed and, um, it was a war crime There's no question it was a war crime right. um when the march uh to the border occurred on land day uh a, a few years ago over the year israel killed more than 200 palestinians now i've seen the aerial pictures that the un has has distributed and made the determination in the human rights council on this the israeli snipers were 300 yards away from the demonstrators behind earthen mounds, there was no danger to them at all. They could have let these kids demonstrate and do whatever they wanted and throw bottles and throw stones and throw Molotov cocktails because they were nowhere near Israelis doing it. They were acting out, um, out of complete despair. 80% youth unemployment now for decades which means a kid growing up in Gaza has no job, no prospect of a job, and therefore no prospect ever of a normal life, yeah. growing up in what is, amounts to a concentration camp um, where there is no freedom and no ability to, to leave. Um, so they demonstrated, and the Israelis picked them off. And actually, I saw reports from uh, Israeli soldiers who were disgusted by the fact that when somebody would make a kill shot, they'd get high-five each other. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't just the 200 killed. It was the, the, the many more hundreds who were shot deliberately in the legs and are now permanently uh, crippled. I mean, oh. this was an act of barbarity. And uh, the, there are Israelis who know it. There are Israelis who are horrified by it. Right. But what the government does in every instance is, um, it, it's, it's sort of like there's a scene, the Walter Matthau movie I remember where uh, it's it has something to do with how to how to cheat on your wife. And and <laughs> one of the one of the one of the things, one of the lessons he's teaching, I think it was Jack Lemon. Yeah. he's Teaching is never admit, always lie.
1: Right. And
2: so uh, they the, then the scene occurs where he walks in the room and, the uh, it, it, you know, he's in bed with another woman. His wife walks in the room and he's in bed with another woman. And she says, what is going on here? And he says, nothing. Nothing's nothing. going on here. And he gets indignant about it. Meanwhile, the woman who was in bed with him is getting dressed, leaves the room, and he's denying it so vehemently and attacking her for having even challenged him. But all of a sudden she looks around and she says, maybe there wasn't anything going on. here." That's what Israel does. I mean, they pummel you into submission. They call you an anti-Semite. They denounce you. They get a media campaign against you. And by the time they're done, it's like, oh my god, why did I even raise this? I mean they're just gonna so yeah, okay guys, nothing happened. You didn't do anything, it was okay. Yeah, and that that's seems what to the be the pattern. Right? Doing. That's what the that's what the pattern is, right. Yeah. And
0: it's unfortunate because where does that leave us at the end of all of these cycles, right? We we go through the cycle over and over again, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And and at some point the Israelis are gonna have to realize this doesn't make them more secure either. You know, you can't.
2: No, and yeah, you and can't have, have
0: about, uh, safety at the end of a sword all the time. At some point, I mean, where right. does that you up the ante to the point where that's just you know, it's not going to work. The Israelis
2: have made peace with Arab countries that never made war with them, right? And meanwhile, have between the the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea, the majority of people are now Palestinian Arabs. Um, yeah, that is not sustainable.
0: No, it's not.
2: Uh, in, in an apartheid situation, which is what it is. I mean, there's no.
0: Absolutely,
2: it is. It's a, it's apartheid. Uh, but but you you, you 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 they think they have Israeli Arab peace, but they don't have Israeli Palestinian peace.
0: No, right.
2: And the problem is within. It always has been within. They have never accepted or understood right. the reality that the problem is within. They deny even the, the Palestinians are invisible to them. You have, right. you know, kids uh, sitting in a bar in in West Jerusalem, uh, you know, or in Tel Aviv, you know, at a nightclub, um, feeling great, everything. Five minutes away, there are people being oppressed in in their name, uh, yeah. seething with resentment, right. um, frustration, despair, uh, etc., and. And the israelis are completely impervious to it now i say that thinking to myself oh wait that sounds like most american cities um and so that's the reality is that that, you know we live in two different universes we don't interact and so don't don't know and don't and so it takes an eruption for people to say oh wait a minute something's going on over there i didn't know that and that's what's going on in israel right now there is no awareness they are so uh in in a way they've they've so cocooned themselves, right. um, the roads, the settlements are built in the interior of the West Bank, connected by Jewish-only roads yeah. to Israel proper. Right. So there's a sense that there's no people there. There's just you know right. they're like props on the on the on the on the road. On you the see them road, every once in a while stones and an Israeli settler car, and it'll be terrorism, terrorism. It's not these are the people living there whose land you've taken whose rights you violate uh, and whose future and history you have denied and um yeah and so it it is a dilemma israel's dug a very deep hole and frankly there's no getting out of the hole no there's there's no getting out of the hole especially because they
0: keep digging
2: they they keep digging and we like i said we're holding the coat and every once in a while we relieve them and we help do the digging I mean, now they've There's expanded into the Golan Heights. There's a state reality there, and it's, it's going to take decades, decades. maybe even a, a more than that, to play out. And it's a tragedy, but it's a tragedy that the U.S. and Israel brought on themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, expanding the settlements into the Golan Heights now under the Trump administration is, I, I mean, that's yeah. next level. I, can't, I still can't believe they're doing that. But here we are. I mean, that's now occupied Syria. That's, you know, we're not even yeah. in this the West Bank what, anymore, you know?
2: This is, this is what impunity does. It gives you a sense of, of um, it's almost like being on a drug. You know, yeah. uh, I can do anything. Yeah, I can do yeah, whatever yeah. I want to do. I can and, play out all my fantasies. Uh, until the point you is, the reality <laughs> yeah. looming around the corner.
0: That's um, right.
2: I, I want to talk,
0: and- I want to talk a little bit more about Tony Blinken uh, because I think I think putting him as Secretary of State is sort of part and parcel to a problem we have in the United States. You mentioned that this has been the case for decades through both Republican and Democratic uh, presidencies, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, So Tony Blinken, he's a co-founder of West Exec um, Advisors. Now, they frame this as being a consulting firm. They do PR, but really they're lobbyists. and they're, they're they're sort of are, uh, acting in secrecy at this point because they're not registered lobbyists. They don't have to disclose who their clients are, et cetera. Uh, but for all intents and purpose, that's what they're doing. They're doing lobbying. And if you go to their website, they literally had Jim on the website bringing the situation room into the boardroom. I mean, that's pretty blatant. Another one was winning Pentagon contracts. So I think this guy sort of represents all the problems that we're seeing with the military industrial complex and how their money and their power uh, controls our government at this point. Uh, what are your if thoughts
2: I, on that? I, 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 um, I like Tony Blinken.
0: You do? Um, OK.
2: And I think he's a, um, um, of all the picks that Biden could have made this was the most logical one they're close really? friends
0: okay make the case it, it, for us yeah i
2: mean it's like look they're close friends and you, you know obama made the mistake of picking hillary clinton you do not want a rival <laughs> that's fair who's going to undercut you uh and who has ambitions to replace you right at some point um this is a trusted friend and ally he's also a good person but he's also a creature of washington politics okay. and washington business um and yes uh, like as is the case right i mean uh, folks go into government and then leave government and cash in um right. with the context that they've made and the the relationships they have and and yeah from what i understand um what they were doing was helping to connect um uh, arms manufacturers in the country right. with right. the pentagon to help boost their arms sales uh their purchases of of of, of Pentagon equipment from different companies, um, that is part and parcel of the problem. There was just a marvelous cartoon in the paper today. Um, I tweeted it. Uh, Wumo cartoon. It's a Danish cartoon. Yeah. It's appears in newspapers and it's 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 all about you know some guy arguing that the, the, the defense companies uh, create jobs and help boost the economy and whatever. I mean that that's what we got right now. That that's the that's the nature of the beast. I did think that Tony Blinken would, um, would, would try to make a difference, and I'm disappointed on, okay. on Israeli-Palestinian stuff. I mean, I know that he gets it. Um, and there certainly is a bit of being circumscribed in the freedom of movement, given the nature of politics in Washington. It would have been completely different had Bernie been president, yeah. uh, and Secretary of State would have been um, empowered by Bernie to take different stands. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of work to do, but we I don't, I'm not going to fault one guy. I fault a system that produces right. the politics that we currently have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the situation that we're in.
0: Yeah. Um, it's war incorporated. Everybody's profiteering off of this. And I do think that, uh, and, and that- the
2: reality is Tina, the reality is that, that the Woma cartoon is right. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out. It's on JJZ 1600. That's my, 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 my Twitter address. Oh. The, the, the reality is that uh, too much of our economy yeah. and, and job creation is a function of military hardware. Yeah. I mean, look, Jesse Jackson was saying back in the 80s that we're producing what the world doesn't need or should have. I mean, we are the major arms suppliers in the world. Yeah. And we, we fuss and fume when other countries like China and Russia try to compete with us for this market. Selling weapons that people don't need, shouldn't have. Right. Uh, at the same time, the world produces what we need. We don't make electronic equipment anymore. There's not a single television set yeah. made in America. We're, we're in the point now where we're not making telephones. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything. We're buying from the world and what we sell back to them are weapons. That's a hell of a stupid situation to that be in. That is hella stupid, um, And yet, that's where we are. So, you know, you know, losing a a contract to uh, to Saudi Arabia means tens of thousands of Americans out of work. Well, the point is, Boeing, Lockheed, Raytheon, uh, uh, et cetera, they should be making other stuff. Yeah. They should be making high high speed trains, um, high speed rail. They should be making um, solar equipment. They should be making a whole lot of other stuff that we need, want. That would not only save those jobs, but would produce something that we need and that the, we could export to the world. But we're not doing that. We're instead what we're doing is, is if you look at Jane's, uh, the magazine and the advertisements that they have, uh, selling the weapon and is it has greater lethality than its predecessor. That, I didn't even know the word lethality it was a, that it was a word. Exactly. Uh, but it's found in all the ads and. Wow. Um, and yet that's greater where lethality.
0: Wow, in. I have to wrap my head around that for a second. Yeah. That's devastating, actually, when you think about it. That's really what the United States has turned into. I mean, if we're supplying arms and, you know, here's the thing. At some point, everywhere, everywhere. And sometimes they end up being used against our uh, armed forces overseas as well. We've sold them the arms and now they're being turned against our troops. It's absolutely out of control. It's almost as if Eisenhower had a point all those years ago.
2: Oh, not as if he did. And it's, uh, it's, it's the problem. It's the problem. Uh, it, it, is problem. The problem.
0: it is the problem. I want to uh, ask you actually really quickly something, a uh, different topic here. But as we've watched this, uh, fight for 15 fight play out on the Senate floor this past week and Bernie Sanders trying to get that amendment into the COVID relief bill, Um, He fought the fight. But let me ask you this. I was kind of taken aback by this whole ridiculous parliamentarian argument that was sort of being put out there. Because it seems to me the parliamentarian actually exists to find ways to support the leadership. And it seems odd that they would use the parliamentarian as an excuse not to get this done. I feel that maybe at the end of the day, the reason that happened was that maybe Harris Biden didn't support having the $15 minimum wage in the COVID bill what are your thoughts on this
2: i I don't know to be honest with you okay um, i I read what the parliamentarian said um, I do not know enough to contradict that um, I also know that um, if we had gotten it in the bill uh, we would have lost it because we didn't have the votes and that's the sad. That's the sad reality that we that we have to contend with. We did have the vote,
0: but Jim, let me ask you this: What if what if the pro- progressives actually start playing some hardball here and and refuse to support the bill in the same way that Joe Manchin does, saying like, "Okay, you don't get I, my vote." I understand.
2: To do you and think that's it,
0: a, a viable uh, route to take or no?
2: Right now, we got fifty guys and gals, fifty people with a D after their name, and, and gives us chairmanships of committee. I mean i'd rather have dick durbin than lindsey graham any oh, day of 100%. The week,
0: yeah
2: right um and so that's what it comes down to is that we're 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 in a shit situation uh we we shouldn't have lost the seats we lost i blame the the dscc uh for for getting behind some pretty crappy candidates and for yeah. pouring money into races that we never could have won
0: that's true
2: um and ignoring some races that were competitive that didn't get the funds that they should have gotten. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole lot of, of contests we never should have lost in this in this cycle, and if we had a better cushion, <laughs> we'd we then we'd be able to say Joe, Mansion, get behind the deal, or you know w- you're not going to get this this or that. But we're stuck right now, and um, and so we've got this. Uh, you know this this guy from West Virginia and uh, and what's her name Cinema yeah. uh, from uh, oh, from Arizona just, just who can't. have found themselves now in a driver's seat. Yeah, uh, and they're taking advantage of it. But but the the problem is and you know and whenever we get overly uh, critical of the you know leadership for making compromises, you have to say, um, is it better for the whole thing to have gone down? Or to get what you could.
1: The well, I think line, it,
0: I think it depends on the bill. If it's going to go down, then no. But it, but this particular bill wasn't didn't wasn't ever going to go down. It had to get passed, and it was filibuster proof. That's the only reason I'm thinking this right. might have been something worth fighting for. On a normal bill, not but possible. We weren't going to
2: get the 50 votes for the for why, reasons unknown to me. I don't get. I mean, I think that the only thing I can think of is yeah, that okay. is that um, cinema and mansion were saying to themselves, well. I can go back to my constituents and say i did oppose them on this but is that a winner really yes. i mean that, no, that, really that's that's the issue is that I, yeah, something agree, that yeah. west virginia voters are going to say that's great joe you stopped us from getting 15 dollars an hour i mean right. i don't it was a stupid thing for him to pick on I agree. but not not supporting near a tandem that was just fine That that nobody's gonna in west virginia nobody right. cares Right. This was a dumb one, <laughs> right. but man, once he got on that horse and he was gonna ride it, uh it was really hard to figure out how you keep the fifteen dollar minimum in the bill, how you even push for it when you weren't gonna get the votes to to, to, to do it. it. Is
0: Well yeah, and, I hear uh, what you're we, saying. We, we, we now we know after vote. the fact that there were these eight votes that they didn't have. I was surprised by Angus King as well. Like why yeah, I don't would know. he That seemed like, because normally he, like Bernie, he uh, caucuses with the Democrats. I was surprised to see that he would be opposed to the 15. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going on in his, I mean, is he, I don't know if he's running in in two years.
0: I don't Um, know. Very odd. I I
2: mean, I don't get, what's her name? Susan Collins, the same thing. It's like she'll, she'll, she votes 95% of the time with Trump. Um, and then she'll pick a couple of things that she'll say, "Well, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to vote against them on this one," and that makes her look like she's independent. Right. And so that's what that's what Cinema and Mansion were doing right now. Um it, does that really work in West Virginia and Arizona? I don't Arizona? think so. I don't think so. I agree with you. Uh, I think I don't they're, they're going to be they're going to have a hard re-election
0: for this. I think they've made a very bad decision here because of the things. I think you're right because here's the yeah. thing. The $15 minimum wage is something that would have helped all of their constituents. It's popular with voters in both parties. This was not this was not a smart move for either of them. And now they're getting um, you know, really lambasted by voters and on both the, the right and the left. Should. And they should. And I they agree. Should. It's all very strange.
2: Bills got <sighs> passed that we cared about, and they get lambasted. That's what we care about. But the yes. question is, <laughs> what I want to make sure of is, we still get 50 seats in, 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 in 2022. Right, um, right cannot turn it back over to mitch mcconnell just right. can't
0: why well, worry um, about that too um so is bernie sanders going to continue to support progressive candidates is that something that he sees as doable i'm Do pretty you, sure Trump, that that's okay. where
2: uh that's what our revolution is doing and that bernie's already spoken out for, for nina turner right um who's i think will be in august right now is what it's looking like um, yeah but, yeah, I can't imagine Bernie Bernie not doing that. It's in his DNA.
0: It's in his DNA, um, yeah. No, he fought the good fight this week. Uh, I thought his speech about the starvation wages was spot on.
1: Yeah.
0: I just don't understand how anybody could listen to what he's saying and think that that guy should not be our president right now.
2: <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs>
0: All right, Dr. Zogby, uh, Zogby thanks for um, coming on and talking to me about the ICC and the Palestinians. I think this is this is an important thing that happened this week that just didn't get a lot of attention, so I wanted to uh, make sure people knew about it.
2: Take care. Thanks. Right on. <laughs>